Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. I was at a wedding this past weekend and we've had, you know, a lot of conversations on the podcast about how, I think actually last week we talked about how projectors, if you know, you're out and about or people with an open sacral, um, they're out and about, they're like picking up on other people's energy and they can get really overstimulated. And then when you get home, you have to take time to decompress and empty out people's energy to go to sleep. But I was there and I noticed myself sort of consciously picking up on the good energy around me and then like feeling it in my body and almost letting it spill out of me. And people were noticing people were, I don't, I didn't know anybody at this wedding except for the person that was getting married and maybe a couple other people. And people were coming up to me like, you have the best energy. And it made me question and want to ask you this question if generators, when they are really in their joy and feeling good, they create this spillover of energy that people can feel even if they're not conscious of what they're feeling around them. Can a projector pick up on sacral energy around them, magnify it, and then have it spill over them? And as you always say, be juicy and sparkly like a generator. Mm -hmm. So here's what's really interesting is that what people don't realize is that anywhere where you have an open center, you're picking up on the external world and you're magnifying it, right? You're feeling other people's stuff and you feel the magnified version of it. So it's literally like pulsing through your body, right? Um, <clears throat> so for example, in the same way that if you're non-emotional and you're with an emotional person, you can feel their emotions magnified. It's the same with the sacral. And the sacral is to do with life force. It's to do with creativity in all forms. It's to do with that engine, right? So when you are around that um, strong sacral energy, whether it comes from just like a group, a vibe, or whether it comes from specific generators or manifesting generators, you're basically riding on those waves. And what I think is so amazing as an open sacral, whether you are a projector, a manifester, or a reflector, you can almost seem like the most kind of a hyped up, sparkly, shiny person in the room because you are able to not have your set, um, uh, I guess, bandwidth of, of sacral energy, but you're able to magnify what other people's is. And this is why we're all mirrors for each other, because as a projector, you can kind of like guest star as that kind of hyped up generator, manifesting generator energy, right? Do it way more than the other people are for a short period of time just want to preface that we can't do that because we burn out right we can't do it forever but for a short amount of time you can like oh you can have like an over exaggerated version of it 
And in seeing it in you, the people who have their own sacral energy can witness it more clearly as a magnified kind of over-exaggerated version when they look at you and then they go, I want that. And then it causes them to awaken it in themselves. So that's why, again, we are all mirrors for each other. When emotionals look at non-emotionals overreacting emotionally, it's not their reactions they're having. It's a magnification of what's going on inside of us that we don't know. And so then that makes us hopefully look at our own emotional wave. So it's the same with sacral energy. When you see someone be so juicy and sparkly as a projector and, you know, it's happened to me so many times and then I'll come home and then I'll just like totally crash and burn. <laughs> but at a party, you can feel like, oh, you're just like riding on everyone else's wave and you're so shiny and you're vibing high and you're sparkly and you're this and you're that. And that's because we are, I use this term so loosely because it means such different things to different people, but we are extroverts in the sense that we get energy from other people in that definition, right? So we actually feel like generators and we love it when we are around them. So then, but can that also, that's like, that's like the positive expression of that. You can also experience the negative like Mm -hmm. side of picking up on people too, right? Yeah. So when a, when a generator or manifesting generator is um, not using their desires correctly, not honoring their desires, right. And they are making themselves do things that they don't want to do. That obviously brings them down that heavies their energy. And then we're picking up on that lack of energy or heaviness of energy. And then we can almost feel, we can feel just um, more lackluster from that. Um, it's different when they're specifically not listening to their desires because then they're creating that frustration and we can pick up on that frustration versus when they're just not utilizing their sacral to this highest expression of it. We can then kind of like pick up on the dormant um, energy, the one that hasn't been freed up yet, and then kind of take it to the, take it to that high expression. But when they're specifically making themselves do things that they don't want to do and it's in frustration already, which is then not self then um, that will start to feel very heavy, especially heavy when you don't have your own sacral as a buffer um, to kind of protect you from picking up on other people's uh, misused sacral energy. Interesting. Okay. So there's two different ways that you can be as a manifesting generator or generator, almost not utilizing your sacral energy correctly. You said one of them is when you're saying yes. Can you, can you, sorry, one more time explain one of the them, difference between one of them that? Is, yeah. One of them is not using it properly and the other one is not using it at all. Right. So there's a difference between just not doing anything with it and then also doing something with it that you don't want to be doing with it. You mm. see, one is like a, one is like a wound up almost inside kind of anxious pent up type of thing that's just waiting to be released and the other one is one that has already been released but in the wrong things and so then it ends up bringing you down more so that's why the energy of everyone else around you that's why we tell people like if you don't want to do something even though you think you're going to the party to help people or to make people happy or you think you're helping someone move house you actually haven't helped them because you haven't lifted the vibe if anything you've kind of brought the heaviness to it because you don't your desire wasn't there and your desire is the thing that helps people um you know helps you know whether something is right for you to do or not whether you have the sacral capacity whether it is the thing the universe wants you you to be doing with your time and energy or not it's not even about you being um selfish or not it's about getting out of your own way and listening like okay if i have desire for it then it means i'm meant to you know 
Yeah. Okay. So I know that you don't like to give very, you know, dogmatic answers to things. So when I'm asking this question, um, I'm not asking you to be like, yes or no, this is not true. But what I'm getting from this is that when a generator or manifesting generators, let's say, let's use a party, for example, when they actually are saying yes, because they want to say yes to go to this party, they're bringing the energy that we all want with them. And then the us with the open sacrals, which um, to clarify would be, you know, re reflectors, manifestors, and projectors were showing up to the party they've got the good energy we're picking up the good energy and magnifying it almost mirroring back to them that good energy that they brought and then they're also seeing that and then they're getting lifted up more because of it right so that's what creates almost like a good vibe in for example like just a party for example right yeah it's like everyone's we all kind of feed off of each other's good energy and everyone gets higher 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 together and it really is like it becomes like a natural drug if you've ever been in that type of situation where you feel like everyone is just riding off of each other's good vibes and everyone is just happy to like do something say something to make someone feel even better and you just you just bounce off each other and vibe off each other like there's nothing better I'm glad you actually brought it to that because I've I've mentioned maybe a couple of times that I'm I'm slowly drinking less than I used to drink and I wasn't really drinking that much at this wedding and I was creating consciously like pulling in that good energy like and letting it spill out and I that to me is why I'm able to now not have to drink in situations like that because mm. I'm creating that feeling that I thought I got, or maybe I did get when I was drinking, but it was maybe not as easy for me to do without it. But now I'm actually creating that feeling without it because it is kind of almost like a drug. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that, um, you know, substances just mimic um, chemical states in your body that you can induce with your mind anyway, that you can induce with your consciousness anyway. And so when you are showing up with the consciousness of let me just do things that I'm so excited to do. And then when I'm uninhibited and allowing my excitement to be, um, you know, shown to other people and to be obvious and to spill out of me and I'm not, um, you know, shutting it down because I question like it not looking cool or, you know, I have to kind of look reserved or any of those kind of blocks you put on it. Um, then it's, it's so funny because you'll find that people, surprisingly are so um, just waiting for one person to go first. And then it's like the dam just spills. Like everybody's there all of a sudden when you just need like one or two people to be like the tipping point. And it's the person who is brave enough to just be like unabashedly, unashamedly happy about a choice that they've made to be somewhere or to do something or to say something um, in an authentic way. Right. Because there's a huge difference between showing up like playing the party person persona right and trying to force the fun versus just being organically naturally like it doesn't have to mean that you're loud and you're like you know grabbing the microphone or parties or anything like that it just means that you just sparkle you know even if you're in the corner talking to one person all night that's still being felt by everyone in the room whether they know it or not um and so it's just about if you take care of doing what makes you happy everything you don't have to kind of like micromanage who you touch and how it just will touch the exact same people that it needs to um and then you're being part of this mechanism of everyone lifting each other up which is what we're here to do i 
love that you just specified that you don't necessarily have to be the one on the dance floor being sparkly. You could be the one in the corner talking because I would argue that if you are the person that you feel the most sparkly and yourself when you're in the corner talking with the group of people and you got the group around you and you, you got the conversation going, if you force yourself to go be that person out on the dance floor, you're not actually maybe bringing what is genuine to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, be in your, be in the corner, you know, metaphorically be in the party where you actually want to be being in the party. Yeah. And honestly, like I was telling you before we um, started this conversation, I was taking DJ lessons this afternoon and there was many technical pieces as you know, and many other people know I'm not good at the tech stuff. Okay. But when the music starts playing, like it's four o'clock in the afternoon, we're in an empty disco um we're in an empty nightclub and I'm like literally twirling all over the floor like in the lights with no one else around me and everyone else is just like standing there over the stuff and I'm like it's just what is authentic if I was a kid and I had no idea what was like the proper form or not what would my body just naturally want to do and just letting yourself do that and so if you want to be chatting if you want to be making people drinks if you want to be the one cooking if you want to be the one who's you know first in lost out like whatever it is, there's no right or wrong way to bring good energy. And there's no prescription that you or I could give anybody to say, do what we do. We're just saying, these are the mechanisms and these are the ways that the energetics work. And then however you notice them naturally plug into you, those are the correct ones for you. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting everyone to it's obviously more work up front to become your own energy reader and to figure out what's right for you. But then how freeing, because then you never need to ask anyone else how to do your life. You know what I mean? And then the more you know how to do your life in the small ways, you really learn how to trust like, oh, I know how to be in this situation. I know how best to be for me in this situation. I know. And we're talking about a party, but this applies to work and purpose and sleep and eating and where you live and who you choose to have children with and how you parent those kids like it goes from the sacred to the profane so you know yes it's going to feel clumsy in the beginning and yes you might feel like an imposter and yes you might get it wrong a couple times but I'd much rather you spend invest your time and energy into playing it out with yourself than still believing the message that we've all been taught, which is that there's one way to be fun. There's one way to be interesting. There's one way to be sparkly, whatever it is, Um, because those things are just not true. I'm always so mesmerized by the person at the party. I know we're using this as a metaphor, but like you said, it does. This metaphor applies to everywhere in life. I'm always so mesmerized by the person that like made the food, made the delicious dip and like knows how to make a cocktail. But I also Mm -hmm. know that I'm not that person. I'm never going to be that person. I know my role is to get everyone spinning around on the dance floor. Like that's my role, you know? So it really is about everywhere in life, knowing where you're going to bring this, like where your essence is going to shine the most that actually I feel like makes you even better at shining at the thing that you're good at, right? A hundred percent. And I also want to add that, you know, there's so much, as you're saying this, I'm thinking like um, about this messaging of like figuring out what your authentic self is. And the thing is, is like, if you try to always be like, let's say for example, now at the age you're at, okay, you're, you know, your role is to getting people in the dance floor, right? 
if you pin that and pin your authentic self on that and imagine that you have to stay that for the rest of your life, then you're also limiting yourself, right? Because maybe one day you'll be the one who's inviting everyone. Or maybe one day, you know, when you have your own kids, you'll be the one who's amazing at, you know, creating balloon games or I don't know what. Like it's it's also about the freedom to, yes, all these different iterations are great, but like to not let the iterations be the things that define us, but the fact that that's just currently how our energy is expressing itself and to be okay with whatever that is. And what I think is so amazing about what you said is that you are able to find what someone else does so amazing without thinking that you have to do the same. You're able to watch them in their thing and think it's so cool without judging them or judging yourself for the difference. Right. And that's why I think too, where it applies to maybe, you know, someone's career work or career work, career life, being able to know where your role is at this moment, you know, where you're thriving at this moment. But also I've personally experienced this recently is like watching the things that I was really good at start to evolve and then paying attention to paying attention to where I see myself, you know, being drawn to and being completely okay with that. Like it's, it's a little bit jolting to have thought of myself as this one role for so long and being really good at this one area of what we do. And then to all of a sudden be able to play in another area and watch myself almost like I see myself like my energy morphing in that direction. And it's a really Mm. bizarre feeling, but I love that you point out of point out that not to, if you're going to be your authentic self, not to like label that and decide and put yourself in a box and decide that that's you forever, but to actually watch know what that feeling feels like. And if you start to feel that in other areas, maybe you do want to be in the kitchen now, or you do want to be the DJ or whatever, like let yourself morph into those things and don't hold yourself back from that. Yeah. And that's the thing is just like listening out for your natural inclinations and just with an open curiosity and no attachment, seeing what it is that they're leading you towards. And, you know, I'll just tell our audience the story of, you know, you starting off thinking that you were someone who just, I guess, was interested mostly in doing social media. And now you've become like a UX, (laughs) which is like um, back end of the app, like functionality, like organizer, planner, like you basically head up all new developments for the app pretty much. Um, And it's so tech heavy and it's so specific and it's so detailed. And I couldn't tell you how you got here and I couldn't, you probably couldn't tell you how you got here, but it's just, it's amazing to watch even within the same role, what you bring to that role can change. And that's why when people say like, oh, what's the perfect job for a person with this life theme or whatever, it's, it's not about the job. It's about the energy that you bring to it. So me with my same design could do probably 20,000 different things if I'm still being the me that is me as much as I can in any of those positions. And, you know, the universe doesn't, um, you know, section off different parts of your life. So who you are, your energy that is best when you're working is also the best kind of energy when you are mothering, when you are in relationships, you're still the same person. So your work is your whole life and your whole life is your work. Mm. And we started off this conversation talking about how, you know, when you're, when let's say the manifesting generators and generators are showing up to the party that they actually want to show up to and then they're creating the good energy and then we're magnifying it and we're all kind of playing our role that's when you get like the best experience for everybody that's what that also looks like in 
life is, you know, when you're showing up and you're playing your role and when I'm showing up and I'm playing my role, it, it makes everyone's experience more fun. And it also makes what we create more fun, more successful, more impactful, more value. Yes. And when we talk about bringing good energy, um, you know, as a projector, a way that you bring good energy, although I wouldn't classify it as energy, but bring good alignment to dynamics would be like really being giving people like seeing into them. And I don't mean giving guidance, like telling people what to do on a dance floor, but just like that one-on-one, like that seeing, even just the eye contact, even the, just like the connecting and going first with the connection. And as a manifester, like if you feel like you're on a, on a surge and in a high, like start something, get something going, galvanize something, you know what I mean? And as a reflector, just like be the chameleon and whatever chameleon thing you feel like becoming in that day and whatever the um, energy of the room is giving you, like take it to the freaking max, you know? Um, there's one other thing that I want to add and slightly separate to what we were just talking about, but it comes back to the, the amplification thing we started off as, um, which is that wherever you have an, a white open center, because the energy of when you take other people's color in through that center can feel like such a high, the places where we're white are usually the places where we're prone to addiction. So for example, non-emotionals can get addicted to emotions. Um, as we know, open sacrals can get addicted to working, right? Mm-hmm. Addicted to um, also because the sacral is to do with creativity. It's not just not just physical creativity and productivity, but also sex and sexuality. Um, you know, people who have open spleens can get addicted to fear, right? Watching the news 24-7, catastrophizing 24-7. Um, people who have open egos can get addicted to wanting money and fame and success. And that's 70% of the world has an open ego, right? So wherever you're open is where you have prone um, addictiveness, let's say. And it doesn't necessarily have to manifest itself as a as an as a substance over addiction, but it can be like an addictive thought pattern or an addictive relationship to a certain feeling or a certain way of being, something that you has become so much like you that you don't um, even identify with the fact that you have it open in your chart. Sometimes people say like, "Oh, I don't feel like I have this in my chart," or "It doesn't feel like me." That's sometimes because in those white open areas, real deep mistaking it as yourself can get embedded. So I wanted to add that in as well as we're talking about open um, sacrals and open energy, because that's where our wounding, the whiteness is obviously where we're so, the positive is that we're so open to the world around us. And that's how we take in the world around us. But the negative is that it can become us so much. Um, and, you know, we can become hooked on those um, those frequencies that course through our body so much that we then don't know how to come off of them. So in this case, for example, yes, as a projector, you can go in and be the high energy sparkly one, da, 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 da. But don't try and attempt to be that then for the other 23 hours of a day, because <laughs> that ain't going to work out well for you. And that's that's a recipe for disaster and also disappointment in yourself if you think that you judge yourself better for when you're sparkly than when you're not. Mm, I was that was going to be my next question is, okay. so then how do we make sure we're not, you know, holding on to those feelings when they're not actually us or holding on to those whatever we're experiencing in those various energy centers? How do we not hold on to that? It is, you know, almost emptying them out at the end of the night, giving yourself time and space or time and space to kind of get back to your natural essence. Yeah. But obviously those deeper rooted things, that's why you always talk about deconditioning. 
Mm-hmm. And honestly, like neither one is you or not you, right? Like your ability to magnify people's energy is just as much a part of you as being, you know, clear and white yourself when you're by yourself in that. And you can enjoy the thing about where you're open is you can enjoy a much larger spectrum than people who are defined in those areas, right? So it's fun to play in the hyper sparkly, juicy, whatever, but then also to play in the like, I got nothing for you. But this is where knowing your design is the key because when you are aware of what you are and you don't judge it, right, then that's easier. It's like emptying out is one thing, but just awareness of, oh, this is how I work without attaching, um, I guess, like self-approval, whether you're in one state or the other, and just being able to just experience everything as an experience. It's all just play. You get to be different kinds of states and neither one of them is worse or better than the other, right? In the same way that people who have emotional waves, when they're in the highs, we want them to not judge them as any less or better than when they're in the lows, right? It's just an experience. And so it's the same thing with this, like in any area of your life, wherever you experience difference, you want to not pat yourself on the back for being more one way than you are on the other, right? And just see both as different and um, inherently neutral and interesting and part of the human experience. And that's what makes it so rich is that we get to feel all these different things. And when we're not attached to any of them as being bad and running from them, then everything, I know this is going to sound crazy, but everything gets to be pleasurable, even the down moments. Like you just get to relish in it for what it is, knowing that it's going to change. And then you start deriving some kind of weird pleasure from being in these down moments, these down bluesy moments. You, It's like you almost find them fun without even trying to find them fun because you're not running from them or pushing them away or judging yourself for them. So the same with projectors and reflectors and manifestors, like when we feel low energy, we're fine with it because we know that a high is coming. And then we get to just like, oh, when you're in a low, you just get to like zone out and be dead to the world. And just like, you know what I mean? Like you just enjoy that as a vibe too, you know? Um, That made that click in my head differently than it ever has before where I was seeing that version of me that was picking up on magnifying juicy and sparkly. That's not actually me. That's just me temporarily. But no, that is that is me. Still you. It's, yeah. It's oh my I, I don't know why I know that, <laughs> but but you know when you say something like it, you know something and then you know it. That clicked for me. Cause I'm both of those things and I don't have to you know then go back into my emptied out version of myself and say oh no this is me that's not me they're both me it's how I experience life it's just that I need to understand the mechanics of how I function and that I have to empty that out in order to continue to function at my healthiest most efficient um, way of being in life yeah and healthy is the key word to keep your system healthy on a, on an actual health level. When we talk about using your energy correctly is the number one reason and way to be healthy. It is this. It is being able to um, flow within the different states of yourself without the mind getting attached, without the mind getting judgmental. And to reference back to another point we made earlier is like 
when we attach what our authentic self is, we limit it to this like tiny band as if like we say, my authentic self is calm and this and that. It's like, no, your authentic self is calm, is overexcitable, is joyful, is down, is your authentic self is not a mood or a state, okay? Your authentic self is a specific energetic frequency that is a flavor of the divine, okay? That has like certain gifts, certain skills, but human states are available to all of us and we are all meant to play within those like why would we limit those like of course I can be overjoyed of course I can be down of course I can be depressed of course I can be anxious in different um probably amounts at different times in my life and compared to other people like some people lean more anxious some people lean more depressed some people lean more whatever overexcitable and obviously there's positive expressions of each of those things and negative expression of each of those things. But why would we try to define our essence with a human personality, a human emotion, a human flavor, when actually our authentic self is more of an unquantifiable frequency that you could probably measure on a frequency machine that would have like some kind of number, like a home-based bandwidth that it would then play from. But don't get attached to thinking that you're either an introvert or an extrovert. Don't get attached to thinking that you're either quiet or loud. Don't get attached to thinking that you're either happy or sad. Like those are the spectrums that are available to all of us. And the only times it's actually a case for worry when we don't think we're all of those things, you know, that's actually more dangerous. Mm. It's almost like actually we're trying to figure out and label what our authentic self is, but it's act, being your authentic self is actually moment to moment mm. reacting and and saying and doing and being whatever just comes out of you naturally whatever comes naturally and that it can be different and then what's also popping into my head is you know sometimes you've told me you know, like i think when we're on this spiritual journey we're trying to almost stop ourselves from being this uglier version of ourselves or reacting in an unhealthy way to something or saying the mean thing that maybe feels like you want to say it and or throwing a little fit sometimes with yourself and we try to stop ourselves from being that because it's you know bad or unspiritual or whatever but you've taught me to really be okay with acting those things out sometimes if that feels like a natural expression of what I need in the moment and not shutting that down. That too is being your authentic self, even if it is kind of hard to see that version of yourself. Um, what your My favorite thing you say is, well, you know, do you know what I'm going to say? Let is there be, be okay. Oh, let there be nothing about me that I can't admit to, to me about me that I'm not okay with. And I think it is about accepting your humanness in the sense that, sure, if you notice yourself wanting to say something mean to someone and you hold yourself back, that's a wonderful, beautiful thing. Maybe, but also, yeah. maybe. But if you also, if you also catch yourself, yeah, in your humanness, it's okay to, you know, act out sometimes, and then you can assess and figure out if you, you know, if you're proud of that or if you're not proud of that. If you would do it differently next time or whatever, but at least you're in connection with what you're naturally inclined to be doing in any moment, because then you can meet that where it is and change it. If you are trying to manufacture your authentic self, right? That's a whole, that's a whole trap in itself. Being your authentic self. The only thing I can say that, you know, you're doing it is it is a feeling. It's like when you feel like you're being you and you're not thinking it through, it's not passing through the filter of your mind. You're just natural. 
in the moment. And you might find that you will surprise yourself with one day it will be, you know, you'll feel more this way. And another day you'll feel more loud and more whatever. Like today I was like so over-energized, right? Tomorrow I might not be, and that's totally fine. But I'm not trying to quiet down my over-energy today and nor would I be trying to like pump myself up on a day when I'm lower, for example. And think about how much compassion we have when kids go through all these fluxes and flows. Like if that's the goal of what we want to be with ourselves. And yeah, kids are going to say, I was talking to someone today and his dad was kind of, he, his son was circling around and, the, and his son was like, pay me attention, basically. Like saying to him in Spanish, like, pay me attention, you know? And I was like, wow, that's so, no one judges that. And it's so direct and it's not playing games and it's not coming out in some weird manipulative way. It was literally like, come play with me now. Like enough of talking to this woman, you know what I mean? And I was like, (laughs) I really respect that. And we're so fine with when kids do that, you know? So I think there's so much to learn from just the purity of knowing how you feel and not thinking there's anything wrong with it. Mm, I love that. And that doesn't mean you let yourself off the hook for behavior that's driven by lack or by fear or by whatever, but at least you're in touch with it. And then you can talk to it and figure out whether you think, you know, sometimes you do have to get mad at people and it's very holy anger, right? And other times you can say something super sweet, but it's out of insecurity. And then you can also say, I wasn't so pleased with that, you know, Um, but at least you're, you're tuning into your natural cues rather than trying to cultivate this like spiritual persona that you will finally be okay and like yourself when you are this like idealized non-real version of that you've just you know kind of plucked out of nowhere um and I think it's very liberating to I think you really can only love yourself when you've seen yourself in all your ways and then learn how to sit with that and and be your best friend throughout Mm. 